0: Have you along for the ride? Thanks a lot for stopping by. I always glad to have this guy back at his district five, Republican, in the great state of Arizona. Andy Biggs, Andy, how are you? Good to see you. Great job, doing real well today. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. I appreciate you asking. Member of the House Judiciary Committee, Judiciary and Oversight Committee, and Reform Committees. Are they three different committees, or is it like Oversight and Reform? It's
1: two it's two, two different committees. One's Judiciary, one's Oversight and Reform.
0: Okay, very good. I love the work that you do, and I told you this right before we started. I, I just love the fact that you're able to dig your heels in. You did even when you were in the minority. But just give me a quick overview of how good it must feel to be in the majority, knowing going in, that you're going to get something done right for the American people.
1: Yeah, you know what's fantastic about it is we know – we go there prepared for a a tough debate every time. We want to win the debate because we want to win the narrative. But we also know we're going to win the vote every time. And, Joe, before we wanted to control the narrative because we knew we were going to lose the vote every time. Right.
0: And so it makes a huge difference. And I hope I hope the American voter understands the difference it makes. Well, it does make a huge difference because you now have the leverage to keep people in check in the Senate. And going in, you've stayed together as a block. I'm so glad I'm not hearing about Republicans getting picked off to vote with the Democrats. You've got to stay together as one because of how bad it was for two years under the Democrats alone. It's Andy Biggs District 5 Republican, great state of, uh, of Arizona. I've got to talk to you about uh, the, all, all of this th- this garbage that we're seeing uh, in the media for the past three years now. Suddenly we now know, and it looks like there's a consensus, even though Kareem Jean-Pierre keeps saying that there isn't, that it was a lab leak, that COVID-19 was from the, the Wuhan lab, that we know that Fauci funded. He lied about not funding it. It wasn't a pig that got bitten by a bat that somebody ate and then a duck stepped on it and then it got into a human being. This looks like it's from the Wuhan lab. I mean, you knew this the whole time, right? I mean, you and I, I think, agreed the entire time. None of that other stuff made any sense. Yeah, I mean,
1: Joe, you and I were out really early on this thing talking about that the only thing that scientifically or logically made sense was the, a leak from the Wuhan lab. The question was, was it deliberate or was it accidental? Right. And this notion that, that you have this something called a pangolin at a wet market uh, as, as the proponent or the center of this, of this COVID-19 outbreak just didn't ever make any sense. And so people like you and I, we got castigated. Um, The administration was telling the the social media people, stop these people from talking. This is misinformation. So you had uh, an element of fascism and authoritarianism emerge over uh, the COVID-19 origins and trying to stifle uh, dissenting opinions. So you had all that going on, uh, Joe. and, and, And so this is all emerging now. And it's all it's all basically getting focused because you've got you've got the covid-19 origins that are being revealed for what we knew they were. The second thing is you're having uh, the people that that were trying to be abusive to American civil liberty and rights and free speech. They're now being uh, uh, they're they're coming together in this in this deal and they're going to be held accountable. I hope I pray. But the other thing that you have is Dr. Fauci. Because this is what people like myself, we knew early on, we'd received information that the U.S. government had been funding gain-of-function uh, research in Wuhan at this very lab, and they were working with a SARS virus. Yes. And so that it, it all seems to be coalescing and centering around somebody like uh, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci.
0: And Fauci, who's the highest paid governmental official at about 435000 a year, gets paid more than the president, claims to be science. He's the world's leading epidemiologist, yet he lied about this. Andy, I'm gonna give the guy credit for being smart. So if I give him credit for being the guy he says he is, he claims to be science. He knew this had to be a lab leak. He knew this had markers of gain of function, did not have natural markers. He knew that via the emails that we've now seen. So he lied to Rand Paul in the Senate what recourse is there? can he be arrested? Can he face charges? I mean, clearly the guy lied to to everybody on the other side in the Senate.
1: Yeah, so when he's in the Senate and he takes the oath uh, swearing to tell the truth and he lies, that's typically that's perjury. but because we only have civil we don't have police power, you have to take a vote on that, and you have to get a majority vote. And then you have to refer it to, of all things, the Department of Justice. Well, there you go.
0: Garland. <laughs> well, then it's done because yeah. Merrick Garland is not going to prosecute anybody on this, is he?
1: That's right.
0: I mean, and, and that, that's pretty sick. So we know about the gain of function. We know about the Wuhan lab. Um, what recourse, if any, if you, if you were the decider, and some days I wish you were, um, what would you do with China? What would you do with the WHO? Because they were all complicit in lying about this, too.
1: Well, um, I've already introduced legislation to get us out of the WHO. I've already uh, participated in legislation to stop and defund the CDC. Both of those, in my opinion, were uh, abusers of our rights. Um, I also would, you know, what else has to happen, Joe, going forward is you have to stop the emergency authority of the president so that when the president declares emergency, you have to have him come back every five days, uh, one time every week, to remake his case and get a vote. And if that means that, the, that if it's truly an emergency and it means that the American Congress has got to come back into session every week just to review that, then that's what we do. But you can no longer allow what Nancy Pelosi did. She gave him authority for basically from the day he got supposedly got elected in November of 2020 yeah. all the way through January of 2023 She gave him emergency authority. That gave him the right to make rules, uh, obtain funding without congressional oversight, all of that because the Democrats had the majority. That has got to end. So uh, those are just some some remedial actions I would take.
0: It is, uh, um, uh, again, U.S. Representative Andy Biggs, District 5 Republican, great state of Arizona. When we're watching this whole thing unfold, we now know that masks didn't work. In fact, they hurt, especially kids. Uh, Social distancing didn't work. It hurt all of us psychologically. Um, the, The shots... Don't work, and there are some some, uh, some very, very bad adverse effects that are connected with them. Uh, we've got all this stuff coming out, and it wasn't that long ago, Andy. I saw on social media, and maybe you've seen it in some news outlets as well, that those who made all those rules and said all those things and forced all that upon us now are asking for amnesty. Literally, they're asking to not be punished because they claim the science has changed now.
1: Yeah, and the science didn't change, Joe, and all those things. You know, I, I used to keep a stack. Of studies on masks in my office so you had two major meta metadata studies then you had a whole series of studies on masks that demonstrated they didn't work you had studies out of the Scandinavian countries that showed it didn't work even studies out of Italy that showed that lockdowns didn't work right you had what happened in New York just think of the criminal action that that really was on those senior citizens that they were actually allowing to get sick and putting them in a place to, to, to get sicker and worse. The notion of putting them on ventilators. The bill that was passed that I voted against actually gave three times the Medicaid amount, Medicare amount to people who were diagnosed with COVID. The reason that you didn't have any in 2021, you had no flu cases because every doctor was diagnosing it as COVID right. because the incentive was for taking money from the American taxpayer and giving money to the medical professionals for um uh f- to diagnose covid and then follow whatever cdc's protocols were right. and you know what joe at the time i said this and then i got i got censored and blacklisted and uh, and and punished punished but as this comes forward i think you everybody's going to learn to agree that the health medical healthcare professionals uh public health care professionals they're the ones that did an amazing disservice to America, and the shame, and shame on the politicians that followed them unquestioningly. Right instead of listening to multiple voices and trying to get the truth.
0: Well, call me crazy, but if you incentivize medical professionals to diagnose somebody with COVID to get an extra thirteen or eighteen or $25,000, they're going to. Every death, the, the guy could have jumped off a bridge, uh, they're going to call it a COVID death if that somehow benefits the, patho- the, the pathologist. This is what they did, and it forced all of those cases, like you said, that were flu, that were something else, pneumonia maybe, uh, it's all COVID. I mean, we literally had the Illinois medical director, whoever she was, the health department director, come out and say, if somebody dies from an alternative reason and they test positive for COVID-19 post mortem, we're going to call it a COVID death. I mean, that's all you really had to know, right?
1: Yeah, no, that's right. So I view that as fraud, um, obviously, and I think most Americans would view it as fraud. We had cases of... Of people getting killed in an automobile accident, motorcycle accident, and they would say that was a COVID death. They would code it as a COVID death because the person had COVID, wow. um,
0: or or at least they were said to have had COVID. How is that not fraud? That's exactly the definition, isn't it? You're lying about yeah. what it is you know it to be, and you're lying for some personal gain.
1: To me, it was fraud. I mean, I don't I don't know how you could say it wasn't fraud. The problem is you have to go back and pick it apart. And, and and get at the fraud. I mean, literally, uh, Joe, the estimate to me has been that there was 800 billion to a trillion dollars in f- covid fraud, either covid relief or covid care fraud. Wow. Um, and and when you consider that that what this administration is trying to do with debt, uh, the debt ceiling uh, extension is they want to raise it by three to four trillion dollars. That's a trillion dollars almost in just COVID relief fraud that you otherwise would not need to raise your debt ceiling Salut. had we had enforced uh, science in the law.
0: District 5 Republican, great state of Arizona. It's Andy Biggs. Andy, let's quickly talk about big tech. You mentioned them a couple of times. You and I and millions of others who were telling the truth and just being skeptical and asking questions. We were shut down. We were censored. We were canceled. We were suspended. Now you've got these hearings in front of you guys in the House, and you're doing a, a, a marvelous job with it. Um, and you've got all these people admitting they were basically arms of the government, which meant they couldn't squelch our First Amendment right legally under the Constitution. They still did it anyway. What's the recourse there? Will anybody be in trouble? Will we change 230 or throw it out? Will you give me the ability to sue Twitter if they suspend me for no reason? What happens? So
1: there's a myriad of, of remedies that are being explored. I, I'm a big believer that you have to break up the, these companies. Normally, I would never have been that way because I lean libertarian. But these these uh, monopolies of, of information uh, actually work as a fascist arm of, of big governments. So yes. if you marry big government with big tech and big Business, then you get fascism and authoritarianism. That's what you had. So so uh, we actually had a hearing on a bill related to that today. Um, and we're trying to figure out ways to hold people accountable. Um, but the Democrats are fighting us tooth and nail. Even though we've got the majority in the House, we don't have the majority in the Senate. So what we did today is we said, look, going forward, just just at least admit that prospectively going forward, if, if you're a government employee, and you are coercing censorship uh, of a contrary opinion that is otherwise legal speech, then you're gonna, that's, that's a civil offense and you're gonna get paid, uh, you're gonna have to pay thousands of dollars and you might even have to go to jail. Good. And, and, the, and, the, and our Democrat friends are like, well, Andy, can you, one of them asked me, can you even name a situation where that happened? And I said, yeah. And I went through and I, I had listed like 15 of those things. And uh, that where that happened, and d- individuals that were suppressed, not not to mention people like you and I were suppressed. But the FBI, Joe, the FBI and the CIA, the NIH, the the Anthony Fauci's, Joe Biden himself, and the direct uh, digital director of the White House were calling the social media companies on a regular basis, saying, "You're not getting this done fast enough. You're letting too much misinformation out there." And sure enough they would respond and suppress that information or label it misinformation. And then they have the audacity to say, well, that's not coercion, that's not authoritarianism, that's just that's just the same thing as you calling up and saying, hey, look, uh, check out the standards, I think there's a problem. That's not true. Not that is close. absolutely not true. They were using that, their position as a hammer over the social media companies
0: it's exactly right and i hope that there is some remedy or some recourse i would like to see them broken up i'm with you i'm a libertarian guy too if you can uh, if you in capitalism and free enterprise if you built the business you can make it as big as you want but when you've got places like google that bought youtube that can suppress everything and the former owners of twitter can just stop a story about hunter biden's laptop or facebook just i i'm censored every day on i've got 400,000 followers five comments Two, uh, two shares of anything that I post there, they have a lockdown on all of us. And the interesting part is, and maybe we can expand upon this next time, they begged us all to go there. Please come to Twitter, Pags. Bring your following. Andy, come to Twitter. Tell, tell your, your constituents what you want to do in Congress. Hey, go to Facebook. Hey, come on YouTube and put up some stuff just in order to censor us. <laughs> Isn't that the weirdest thing? I brought 100-something thousand over to Twitter just so Twitter could tell them you can't see anything that he posts. It is so upside down. It really is. And and
1: and and Joe, this gets back to the point Um, when you are a big government and you are working with big tech to suppress and censor, that's fascism, that's authoritarianism. It's not that's different than socialism, perhaps, but it's not any different than than arming um, private business to do what the federal government otherwise
0: could not do. And that's fascism. Exactly right. It's Andy Biggs. He is the uh, member of the House Judiciary, also a member of the Oversight and Reform Committee, chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, co-chair, Border Security Caucus, co-chair of the War Powers Caucus. Uh, in the time We have like two minutes left. I've got to bring up Ukraine. A year ago, all of America was going, hey, man, Russia, you can't do this. We hate Putin. Everybody uh, pray for Ukraine. Sure, send them some aid. Help them out if you want. Now we're talking, some numbers are saying $100 billion. There's, a, there's an open blank check that they can do anything they want with. And what really set me off, and I wonder if you saw him say this, was about a week ago, not even a week ago, Zelensky says, in an answer to a question about losing American support, he basically said, Americans need to support us or else they'll lose NATO, they'll lose their their, uh, power and authority globally, and my kids are the same as American kids, so they better get on board, basically. Did you see him say that, and did you find it to be as arrogant as I did? yeah i did but
1: i've been i've been watching him for a long time and, and he's filled with arrogance and it's a real huge problem but I, I mean i'm not asking him not to have hubris because he's the leader of his country and it's, right. it's a desperate situation but what i am what i am saying was i've been saying for a year and i think you have too is there's no national security interest for the united states in ukraine there just simply isn't zero when you, when you ask our, our uh the biden administration officials or the war hawks in congress what they're going to say is well, you know, we have to protect the sovereign integrity of a democracy, and I'm like, you're not protecting the sovereign integrity of the United States of America. Exactly right. So, so why are you over in Ukraine? And they've spent the the, the real number, including cash and material, is closer to 200 billion dollars, Joe. And um, and it, I don't care what the Biden administration's spokesperson said. Uh, they, if they when they said, oh, we know where every penny is, that's not true. We've we've had leaders of nations in Africa say. The rebels in my country have received material through Ukraine, U.S. weapons wow. through Ukraine. In the meantime, we're importing ammunition from other countries because we can't make it fast enough to get it over to Ukraine. Joe, this is not uh, any more than the beginning of a, a, a wider regional war like you had in Vietnam. And the U.S. is fighting a proxy war with Russia. And guess what? Russia and China are moving in each other's arms guess what else the Biden administration ticked off the Indian administration in India when they when Joe Biden first came in and threatened sanctions on them for having once bought material from the Soviet, from the Russians absolutely after Trump had mended fences with India India was becoming our friend uh, would have been a great friend to encircle uh, the you know China now they're forming a block and when blocks form, uh, like that that is a dangerous thing to the rest of the world and certainly to the region uh, of Ukraine And don't forget you've got Iran's is sitting uh, uh chomping at the bit right yeah. down in th- that area And so uh, the question will be how does Israel deal with it? How do how does the how do the Saudis f- figure into this and this administration is basically weakened the United States and caused chaos and instability in the entire world, not to mention our own country. And
0: it's so sick to watch it. Andy, I appreciate everything you do. District 5 Republican, great state of Arizona. Andy Biggs, we've got so much more we can cover. Let's do it again soon, can we? Absolutely, Joe. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you. We appreciate Andy coming on. Always incredible information from Congress. He's doing hard work there for everybody, and uh, we'll have him back again soon, for sure. Make sure you stay right where you are. Hour number three on the way on the Joe Pag Show.